Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Cup Interviews. My name is Jillian Robinson. I am the associate producer here at Cup of Hemlock Theatre. And today I am joined by a phenomenal interviewee. Honestly, I want to say one of the best actors on our stages right now, but that might just oh, be <laughs> a recipient, a recent recipient of a Dora Maver Moore Award and an overall pretty awesome dude, Dan Mousseau. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi, Julia. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on to the show. We're so great to have you. I'm like, of course, of course. Big fan. Yeah. Happy to be here. <laughs> and uh, thanks for the glowing interview. I mean, intro. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it. probably going to be a glowing interview as well. We've got oh. a couple things uh, to chat about down the line. Yes. Before we okay. dive in, though, I'm really curious what is in your cup today. Well. I do have a usual thing, but I forgot it on the way home. So today I have Irish whiskey on the rocks. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. I'm not a huge liquor drinker anymore. And this bottle has been hanging around for a long time. So I was like, this is the right occasion to finally put it to rest. But usually I'd have a beer. Cool. That's my usual thing. What what is, what's in your cup? Oh, what's what, before I segue, what type of beer oh, do you usually oh, yeah. drink? I would love a wheat beer. I love mm. a wheat beer, like a nice. Blanche de Chambly or like a Whole Garden. I'm not too fancy. I used to like all the craft. I used to love craft like porters. Like I want to chew on my beer, mm -hmm. Guinness, like oatmeal, brown, yeah. peanut butter stouts. And now I'm like, no, no, no. I want the wheat beers. Nice. Yeah. I switched. I really lost my edge. That's okay. I don't drink anymore. I haven't for about a year, but back when I did and when I drank craft beer, I was all about mm. the stouts and porters. Oh, because it really is. It's like you're having a dessert as well as drinking. I was like, this it's is great. True. Yeah. Sure. So I am drinking out of our The Cup Cup today. Oh my gosh. The yeah. It's got our little logo on in this person, side. In, in, I is. love it. That's great. I'm drinking my favorite just go-to Earl Grey tea with the bag left in. Nice. This black. I yeah. love it. Let it steep. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> also got some water, you know, hydration station. Mm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Especially Great. today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Time of recording. It is, it feels like we're in Mexico. Like it's, it's like wild. equator weather today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, cool. Taking us from the heat, cool. Entering us into you. <laughs> Tell us yes. about yourself. Who well, is Dan Musso? How'd you get into the performing arts industry? The floor is yours. That's a big question. Well, I got in mainly through my family. Hmm. My parents are like big artists. My dad more so now that he's like, he got out of the software kind of computer science world and now makes pottery my mom has always like loved the performing arts and like teaching and visual arts and writing and whatnot poetry so she really like steeped me from a young age in like art in general we like went to toronto to like i remember seeing the producers as a child and being like what is this <laughs> and strapper too of course it might have been a strapper i don't know i was probably pretty young so i don't know what was going on but i was into it and then my brother and my actually one of my other sister to my oldest sister, she was also she started before I did because she's about eight years older than me. She was in like shows and whatnot and, and plays. 
my brother always wanted to make films and so he's a filmmaker and so he as like when we were children like made films and put me in them neat and then yeah it was sweet and then basically it just became it morphed from that into like a thing that i wanted to do with like friends all the time like it became like this the, like like summer campy kind of a thing either like a literal summer camp which i mm-hmm. did at stratford a couple times or like just that vibe of like you know like you, you're in a play especially like in a school or like yeah when you're younger like it's just like you all get to play make believe and like make this ship take off and like you're playing this game it's just it was just such a blast and like the friendships so it really it, it more from like family and that sort of a thing I kind of like was learning and taking on from others to like diving into like just doing it with friends and loving that and then luckily enough my I'm from Waterloo Kitchener Waterloo so Kitchener are basically like you know right Mm -hmm. attached to each other but Kitchener had a lot of youth Shakespeare companies when I was a kid in high school and so my best friend Lee, he was like, "Let's, I'm auditioning for this Romeo and Juliet, so let's audition for it." And I was like, "I don't know." I'd only ever done like musicals in, in in middle school. I was like, "I don't know." And actually, in grade six, I was in a musical called Clowns, where I played a giant talking Ferris wheel. Amazing! Which is like, I'm still trying to chase that high. <laughs> and uh, so audition and I my first like kind of not school production was Romeo and Juliet and I played Peter the servant and I had one word nice what was the word it was what a way to like get your Shakespeare feet wet yeah, I went from that and then I was <laughs> and then I was Prospero the next show they did I was Prospero so I was like just sweating bullets like looking at this script like shaking like what do I do how do I get this in my head yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just love been, yeah, I love people and like poetry and history and stories. Mm-hmm. I'm a big sucker for that. I'm a big nerd. I love video games and reading and fantasy. Mm-hmm. I have a dog and I love him very much. His name is Merlin. Ooh. More fantasy. He came yeah. with that name, though, ironically enough, funny enough. From the Dominican Merlin. Republic, he came with the name Merlin. Wow. Yeah. Destined to be pals. We just knew it from day one. Great. Day one. Yeah. I love that. So let's dive farther into your performing arts sort of trajectory. So I mentioned this in your intro, but yeah, recently you received a Dora Maver Moore Award. And for any like non-Canadian listeners, like the Doras basically are like a Toronto specific, what would you say, like Tonys or like Golden Globes kind of? Or like Olivier Award? It's like... Yeah, it's like Olivier, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Tony Olivier. It's just like, yeah, the, the awards thing that is geared towards Toronto theater. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's multiple so little categories. Toronto, yeah. So this in particular was for your role of Edmund Clark in Prodigal. Uh, mm-hmm. That happened at Crows, Howland's company Prodigal. Production of Prodigal, rather. So mm-hmm. tell us about your journey with that piece. And Ryan and I had the awesome chance to see you in that piece too. So I'm excited yeah. to hear maybe a peek behind the curtain about it. Of course. It's, I've taken such solace watching interviews from other actors and like actors who I admire who are like, oh. So yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah. have a little dose of like, I don't know. True, true, it's true. It's kind of like, you know, it, 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 I don't know if you find this, but I find it it does like, it does, it, there's a, it changes with each one, like each kind of 
project I approach. I feel like lately it's been like I'm trying to listen more than impose onto whatever it is and mm. like pay attention a lot more than like trying to manufacture things, I guess. Whatever yeah, that yeah, means. yeah. No, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I cannot think of the timeline, but I think there was, it was January. It might have been even. Oh, it was here. I was in this apartment. So I think it was January, maybe like 2021 or something. Paolo called me and talked about this play, kind of gave me a rundown of the play. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. We're in like deep COVID times. And he mentions that he wanted me to play. He's always like this rich family, this son who is like kind of thrown out. He struggles with alcohol and drugs and he's gay and a lot of this is mixed up into why he's exiled he comes back because he's been cut off and i was like this sounds neat who's gonna play him and he was like i was thinking you and i was like oh my gosh i was blown away just it's very you know because Paolo and i have a, a long history of like working together and collaborating together which is really it's been amazing and you know up and down and, and wonderful and it's just been a, a, a great time i've been very lucky to like meet him and to where, you know, it's so hard, especially these days, I think, to get a start in theater mm-hmm. and especially in Toronto, like to have someone yeah. like Paolo who's like been a champion for me. Yeah. And been like, no, I want you, like, I know that you have things to offer and I want That's to great. see that in my own work. It's been like amazing. So I was very gooped and I was like, okay, I'll go <laughs> do that. And then we did a workshop of it where we read the first. I want to say the first, I think it was the first half of it. So we didn't, I actually didn't know the second half of the play until about a couple of weeks before rehearsal, which is okay. <laughs> very wild. Also, I knew the first half, I saw like a lot of his journey, a lot of the history that was there, you know, obviously with like new plays like this, like that script, it was so much longer than we ever worked with. Like the sure. one that we, to production because so many of the things I feel like, especially when you're writing plays, like you should like write out information that then becomes subtext and history for the play. Right. And so I learned about it. Was, what was great is being a part of that first workshop and learning all that stuff and like seeing the process of him figuring out who Paolo, figuring out who Edmund is, yeah. and then getting a sense of him myself and being like really super struck by the kind of it was always the pain for me like mm-hmm. not to i guess glorify trauma too much but like I, that's usually especially when a, a character like that like someone who's working through so much yeah. has so much abandonment issues and like trauma surrounding his sexuality and like how he was treated and kind of swept under the rug and whatnot it was a big a big weigh in for me was that and of course the physical like I guess the sort of physical, the mental and physical journey from that to the substance abuse and the role that played in his life and kind of the companion that was in his life. And then that reminds me also, too, of like the deep, this was more during rehearsals, but the deep, 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 like bone cracking loneliness that he just carries with him all the time, which really just like struck me. Like he opens up, like in that scene where I'm in front of the kitchen island, like I'm opening up to so a. I was com- just about to mention that. <laughs> Sorry, keep yeah. going. 
That's okay. The com- I just opening up to a complete stranger. I just yeah. met a guy on a plane the night before, and I'm like, literally, he's the only person I can speak to about really like earth shattering, mm-hmm. difficult truths for Edmund. Like that's the way he opens up, and it makes you think of like characters like in Chekhov, like like an Andre, the brother and three sisters character. Like he opens up to a servant who has, uh, who is losing his hearing. Yeah. And so the guy, yeah, the servant's like, I can't really hear you. And he's like, if you could hear me, I probably wouldn't talk to you. We're talking exactly. <laughs> like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Distance. So that was yeah. interesting to me. And I usually like, you know, reading the play obviously helps a bunch, like reading it over and over and over and over and over and discovering or like kind of letting like, like spotting facts about. This is something I owe to Diego Matamoros, who's a great soul pepper actor. He's gave me this, these things to give us in the, when I was in the soul pepper Academy way back when, not even that long ago, but I'm an old man now, but he was <laughs> like, you got, you find the facts about your character. So just facts, yeah. what you what you other characters say about you, what you say about yourself mm-hmm. and what you say about other characters. I think there's a fifth one, but I can't remember it. So that was, that's always kind of playing in my mind as I'm rereading and rereading the play and like what things are floating around in terms of what I'm, what this person is talking about, how he yeah. talks about people, how the people talk about him, what is maybe true about that, what is imposed, what are the lies that he tells himself about himself and about others. This is also like, I did a lot of therapy not too recently or not too long ago that like, I was like, I, it was so interesting how therapy changed also how I approach acting mm. and how I understand how I've like, use tools to try to understand myself and then using those same tools to try to understand right these characters and these people because they're like you know always i feel like i i've always joked about this in rehearsal but i'm like if only these people just went to therapy maybe there there wouldn't be so many problems but there also <laughs> right. wouldn't be a play so right right in some cases the play is the therapy but yeah, yeah. just looking at these people and kind of allowing myself to these parts of myself that maybe are, are reminiscent, like they kind of speak the same language as the character. Like Edmund was a lot of like, I'm just going to destroy everything I touch. I'm just going to mess everything up. Like these, like I said, these like narratives that he has about himself that aren't true. And like, I've also, oh, like teased that in myself that aren't true. But like this kid that lives inside him and lives inside me and all of us, I think that kind of needs these things to protect us and keep going. So yeah. connecting to that kid for him, who his kid was, was mm-hmm. a very big one. And yeah, I guess that's yeah. kind of the process. And then it just is like listening. Then it's just completely like taking in everyone and the energy in the world that you're kind of making on stage yeah. as a cast and understanding your part in that and playing your instrument with the orchestra kind of a thing. That's so funny you're bringing this up. I literally just spoke to a colleague of mine a couple of days ago about that. Mm. About I think mm. she asked something of like, how actors who don't necessarily use sense memory, what are other tactics mm. you do to get in your character? And I said to her kind of, as I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize they do this. But like part of cool. like a wave for me going in is not only do I figure out kind of where my character is, but more importantly, like, how does it weave into the entire piece Yeah, and in relation to other people? So I said it kind of through the nature of like, I'm aware of my scene partner's own trajectory and how they're physicalizing and vocalizing because in yeah. a weird way, 
if I said, I think it was like, if I know I have to end up in harmony with them at the end, or on the flip side, if I have to be in discord with them at the end, yeah, it's a tango. So it's like, I need to make sure that my blueprint is kind of either running parallel or perpendicular to theirs. So it's like, yeah. it's, and it's kind of just like exactly what you said of like this stepping yeah. back and thinking of this is who this person is, but then in the grand scheme of the entire piece, how, and it's, and just even you unpacking, peeking behind the curtain for us, yeah. having seen the show, literally Edmund, like part of Edmund's track, at least what I saw is like a lot of it is him taking so many people's like phrases and not necessarily having a response, but this idea of just getting like pelleted like pet like mm, mm-hmm, mm. and then you like there was just i, I was going to mention the kitchen island scene because i think to me mm. that was like such a thesis i was like bawling because i'm just like mm. yeah to me it was like character yes but also like as fellow actor watching actor i was like mm-hmm. oh, you did it i was like <laughs> yes there's a moment i forget who was talking but like edmund was just like at the tape table just like fucking things up we also get one swear word on here so there i go there it is oh, like fucking up the table, the pieces and i was like that's so subtle of like again talking about like destruction of like mm-hmm. constantly moving and just like moving Imprinting, stuff around yeah, like yeah. it just it just like well done pal like everything was just thanks buddy appreciate it yeah like and the whole yeah, cast, yeah. like there was such a chemistry yeah. between everyone oh, yeah. lifting everyone the subtext of this like tragic protagonist, like, you know, like everyone. Yeah. yeah. Kudos. It was such an incredible team for that. Like the, cause I kind of, I, I went into it, especially having conversations with Paolo about him and whatnot. And then finally reading the second half of the play and being like, oh, well. And then everything changing over the course of rehearsal because we're just, you know, rewriting scenes, rewriting scenes, rewriting scenes, taking out scenes. We I think we cut like 64 pages or so. We cut a lot. Mm-hmm. And well, like I really, you know, it was also twofold for me. Like I wanted to do, like we were saying, I wanted to play my instrument as best as I could. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying, the blueprint's working together because the blueprint is like the play. Like you have to still tell the yeah. story of the play, whatever it is, yeah. like no matter what you think about the character, the play still runs its course. Exactly. So, yeah. And like, so I was very aware of wanting to do that and wanting to meet that challenge, but also like, you know, this was, that was my like first real starring role like in the toronto theater scene too so i was mm-hmm. like i kind of had a i had stepped i wouldn't say stepped away but i had not maybe pushed myself in the theater as much as i really really wanted to in a just a past in my past like after the soul Pepper academy and stuff and then this was like a chance of like i just want to like i just want to like show people what i can do and like yeah, put yeah, all yeah, these yeah, like yeah. things inside me just feeling like hoping for uh, the canvas to paint feeling like you have a lot of paints and colors and tones and whatnot and then the gift of being in a room with a such a talented cast Mm -hmm. that not only supported each other like so thoroughly like jeff young i think is the nicest human i've ever met but like everyone like jeff and shauna and veronica and everybody nick and Nick, Rick and Nancy. <laughs> like <laughs> Nick and Rancy, no. <laughs> Nick and Rancy. 
another scotch and <laughs> megan and like everybody and now i forgot yeah. one person oh and michael everybody was just so there for each other and there to like lift each other up in this work oh my god and hallie and cam hallie too. and cam yeah 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 hallie and cam yeah hallie and cam and veronica just made me die they were so funny and so intense just fighting with cam i could fight on cam on like fight with cam on stage for the rest of my career and be happy it was so much fun and it came so easily to us it was hilarious it was very very funny right. but it was just the gift of having this canvas also the responsibility of that but having the, the everyone supporting each other in that way and then as a result of the support and the trust that we built in this room then everyone oh yeah going for a level of vulnerability in the acting work that like just yeah. i think we just i think we just drove each other to you know kind of drop acting and be really vulnerable and be and just kind of speak this text like it was our own truth and our own personal history and stuff and it really turned out pretty good i think yeah, it was really so. fun it was yeah. awesome yeah 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 it was awesome it was i think a lot of the process with the people around me honestly like and then of course paolo too as much as he yeah. was I'm sure so stressed because you know you're writing an entire play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. it's a lot of work and directing it. Yes, and Paolo yeah. does like all, wears all the hats too. So to have oh, this God. going up in the air with everything else, but like success, yeah, it's brave, but absolutely, success, but success. Yeah. Totally. and so lovely that like you were kind of alongside like with the workshop process too. Like you're saying, like even yeah. after like excising some of the pages from the script, like paying homage to the those through like subtext like it just it's kind of yeah. nice hearing like i feel like from what you're saying it's like the heartbeat of the piece was kind of always you were there from the beginning ish right yeah, like getting really it up cool. on its feet which is awesome yeah, yeah. and to like any actors too because i find myself in this position too where you like kind of keep getting workshops and workshops and workshops and workshops and you're like i just want to play like it's mm -hmm. such it's also it's like that is such an important part of the process of it all and it is like invaluable, like the work, the stuff that happens in, in, in workshops and like also just hold on because it's coming. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when you're always the workshop and never the cast. But it, 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 it's just like, it, especially when I think theater companies and when pieces get the chance to workshop, it's just such a beautiful gift. You know, mm -hmm. it is a really helpful time Yeah, to figure all this out because no, like no first draft is ever good you're just like writing out all the things that you need to know about what the thing is about i think and then right. you actually write it it's just right. like blah, 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 blah. but like all that stuff is so meaningful because i use this phrase a lot but it's just filling up the gas tank for whatever mm -hmm. you need to do on stage that's how yeah. i think of it it's allowing there to be yeah. so much growth and breath infused so that it's a living breathing thing yeah, like when exactly. it comes it to it. To yeah. Be. It's got to be as personal as possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cheers to that. That's thank mm. you for sharing. Absolutely. Um, I also did watch some YouTube videos of like people struggling with addictions mm -hmm. and watched folks uh, like out in the streets of Toronto too, you know? Yeah. Because sadly, there are, we see folks out there struggling in that way without any support or the support they need at all. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a very humbling thing when you actually pay attention to people around you absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. so you've mentioned soul pepper throughout this as well and yes. you were a past soul pepper academy 
student or academy. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess graduate alumni. Graduate alumni. That's okay. I don't think I do. I'm just paranoid. But yes, I was yeah, um, graduate. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and recently, and I don't know if this came immediately after Prodigal, but probably on the coattails, but you were in the Seagull that eventually opened yes. at Soul Pepper. Yeah. You were the nonchalant, whimsical groundskeeper, Jacob. I gave that, I gave him those adjectives because like, again, you'll go into it probably, but like man of very yeah. few words, but like absolutely yes. hysterical. So yeah, like, like I even wrote in my notes here is gestures in relationship with the set stole every scene transition. Like oh hilarious. Gosh, that's so that's and just to Thank see you. it, like see you play this character. The last thing I had seen you in was in Prodigal was as Edmund. Yeah. So like, it was like <laughs> such a flip, but also like, so different. So indicative of like, I don't know if you get this and, and this isn't me tooting my own horn, but like of a chameleon mm. actor. Like oh a chameleon. yeah, I've always wanted to like be someone, like that. Well, That's you kind of you, wanted to be, but you are like you can well, do yeah, cool. you can do all the things, and so can I. I'm just blowing my own horn. Yeah, you can. But like, it was the epitome of that. Of like, oh my god, this is fantastic. Like, I was living my awesome. best life for the whole production because we'll get into that production as well. But like in this yeah. moment, I'm like, yes, this is so great, and you can like feel the rest of the audience. I think. Ryan and I, yeah, we went to the opening night of that too. So there was a lot of like industry folks in the audience too. But you could feel that like everyone else was kind of having the same Dan Musso response of like, yeah, (laughs) buddy, like, yeah, Yeah. look at him do it. Um, Sweet. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. So, yeah. So, what was that journey like? What was your practice like for that character? What was really interesting about Siegel was, like you said, it eventually opened because of the life that it spanned for me. Right. Because we started that in 2019. That's what we I was going to ask you. So were, you were in yeah. like the OG cohort yeah. of that? Okay. Yeah. There were half of us. I think half of us were the were in the original one and then half were new. And mm-hmm. it was great. Like the, you know we all gelled together so amazingly well the second time and like shout out to also the people on the first one because it was such a beautiful time the first time around too mm-hmm. but what's so interesting about my own journey I guess through that was that I like everything in my life basically changed in the course of the pandemic essentially mm-hmm. I was really pretty fresh out of the academy we yeah, I graduated in 2018 and was lucky enough to book. I booked a, a film gig right out of uh, 2018, graduating the academy because there just wasn't like a, at the time, you know, the place was obviously going through a lot of change, right. huge turmoil and like re- regrowth and restructuring yeah. and, you know, interim leadership and looking for new leadership and stuff. And so, I think I just kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit and there just wasn't mm-hmm. a place for me at the time. But, you know, I took that pretty hard because it was like I had spent a long time there and had grown a community there. I just wanted to stay, but it's just the reality of the industry too. Yep. And so, you know, and, and it's not personal is always the tough thing that you have to remind yourself. Like, ugh, it's not. But yeah, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> So then I was lucky enough to, they asked me to come on audition for Seagull and I auditioned for a couple role or for one role. And then ended up getting offered Jacob, 
And so I went into that rehearsal process. And of course, Danny, the lady, Anna Brooks was the director and he uh, was a very much uh, a towering figure. And we, he had taught us in the Academy and was as towering then as well. And then very intimidating, uber, uber, super intimidating. Cause it's like, you're meeting this man who's deemed a, a master, like a mm-hmm. master director in his field. And then like having seen some of his work and been like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. He really, really knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I went into that room kind of with the baggage of the soul pepper Academy and just being like, I just want to prove myself. Like, I just want to do anything. I'll prove myself. I'll do anything. And really not, I don't know if I ever really overcame the feeling of like, I just want to be like, I just want to be jumping into the scenes with everybody else. I want to be like in the muck. I want to be in the muck of Chekhov mm-hmm. with Daniel yelling direction at me. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm doing. And like, I, I just crave that a bit of a masochistic artist moment. And like that was, I also, that was when I first volunteered to be the dog. Cause I don't know if you noticed, but I was also the barking dog. Yeah. Okay. And, I, yeah. I, was there, okay. I, I, I can't remember. About it. No, no, no. I think cause I was like, that's, I think I said to Ryan, I was like, I think that's Dan as a dog. But there was never a time when like you were on stage doing it. Right. If I remember yeah. it correctly. Was there? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he literally, like, Daniel's just wonderful, too, because he is, like, the detail, the ways he, the listening thing I talk about comes a lot from him, too, is the ways he listens, and the way, he takes every piece of the play really seriously, like, so seriously, like, literally gave me notes on the dog, this is, like, no, it needs to be smaller and angrier and, and more sustained, and I was, like, this per- of course, absolutely, of course, but so, so this is what I've it, wanted, I've wanted Daniel to be yelling in my face. <laughs> please but so the so that was it was very much of me being like me coming up against the process of it mm-hmm. because daniel had he had such a clear image of what of who this guy was who this guy is and how he fit speaking of in the orchestra of everything how, especially his rhythms how his rhythms kind of played a discordant note to everyone else's rhythms and pace right, right. and like frantic nature chasing dreams whatever so i was kind of fighting that because he I, I we did our first i remember this so clearly uh, we did our first reading of seagull and i was like okay and i like went up to him and i was like oh, he's with this guy this jacob guy like who do you think he is like he doesn't say much he's like he's around he's he's like hearing all the inner workings of these people's like lives and like blah, 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 and he's just like uh, he's like, i feel like your first read was it and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Where do I go from what here do now? Do now? <laughs> yeah, I was devastated. I was like, what? But it was so funny because somehow in his mystic way, who knows how he how his brain worked, but Daniel kind of, I feel like he was seeing into the future of like, you're not going to care about this in a way and you're going to need this ease. Mm. And he was like, yeah, I feel like he's just... He just kind of doesn't like he doesn't really engage like he doesn't engage more than he needs to and then of course yeah me in the first part i mean first version i was like what do i do and then i went through a massive breakup did all this therapy came out found out a lot more about myself and then was literally like kind of hit a wall of like toronto theater being like no one wants to work with me i don't know what to do and last november 
someone in a show in Three Sisters that Paolo was doing for Howland with Howland, his company before. And he was doing his own adaptation of Three Sisters and his Theo Cooligan had gotten, his wife had gotten COVID. And so I jumped in and was like chomping at the bit. So I like literally memorized this whole part in three days or two days. Which is astonishing. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I, I don't know why. I, I just did it. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so do you know what's funny? So, cause that I think was the first time I, cause I had seen you as Hamlet in Heart House. Oh my gosh. At Heart House. Yeah. And I remember yeah. being, cause I was still in theater school when I saw that. Oh, yeah. And I remember I went with like a couple friends from the program I went to and we just saw it. And I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, that person's fantastic. And then seeing your Theo was like the first yeah. time I had seen you on stage again. And again, the same theater because Ryan assisted dramaturg Three Sisters, the production session. And so I went to opening night with Ryan to that too. And he had told me he's like the actor playing Theo, like I called, had to call out. So, like, Dan Mousseau is going on as understudy. And I'm like, that name sounds familiar. And then I like, I looked you up and I was like, oh, yeah, I saw this guy's Hamlet a couple. And then just knowing that you're just kind of like swinging in on this night and like the charisma. And again, I said to Ryan, I was like, Hey, this actor's brilliant because like clearly he's bringing in his own self. Like he's not, he's like, I got to flip this thing in three days. So like, I'm, I don't have time to necessarily like digest how this other actor was doing it or like this and that. And I'm like, okay. But then, the jet because it was kind of like under the wire the genuineness that your theo had to be in yeah. in having seen There's your no like option. like goofy hamlet vibes i'm like this is just this guy playing and it was phenomenal like this is like yeah. a side a side tangent case study to i just totally, totally, totally. know what you were talking about but i we had no, to mention great. that because it was hilarious yeah. it was hilarious and also, so that was also my first time back at Hard House was jumping in Three Sisters, okay. which was also wild. And everyone, all the amazing like production staff being there, being like, hey, Dan, welcome back. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what year is it? Where am I? And I even get to, I don't even think, I, like, I maybe met Ryan when he was, like, sitting in the middle of the auditorium of right. Hard House with a mask on. And I'm like, oh, hi, yeah. yeah, yeah. such a, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 like, uh, like, deer in the headlights kind of a, a, a moment, that whole process. I remember sitting in the dressing room before the first preview, which was the first time I was about to run the play from start to finish. Wild. And I was just like, I feel like I swallowed rocks and I was like, oh my gosh, so I've been up too much. Like, have I been up more than I could chew? And I was like, no, I feel like I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> just did it. And then did it. But You um, did it. I did do it. I didn't Sorry, I derailed us. I did half the, I did half the run. I didn't call line. I was really proud of myself. But uh, not that calling line means you're a bad actor. But uh, like, there was just this feeling that that gave me doing that and kind of giving myself that challenge where they're like, obviously you can go on book, like, please, please. In fact, we kind of encourage you to. And I'm like, no. Yeah. (laughs) But it's funny that I feel like that could have worked with the character, like Theo in Mm -hmm. Three Sisters, right? Being like the schoolmaster. Or like, you could be writing like, he's like taking notes about like the room, like for sure could have woven it in. Yeah. And there was even a funny moment where I didn't communicate clearly enough to one of our like production assistants backstage that I was like, Hey, could you like help me like maybe cut apart a script and we'll like stick it into a little journal and I'll pretend to be making notes, but I'll just be reading my lines. And they were like, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. And then 
I realized I was like, oh, I don't think I communicate that at all. And then they came back with like, here's a journal. And I was like, it's empty. And I was like, yeah, I didn't communicate that at all correctly. Yes. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to jump in and do it. But doing it yeah. was, it was the feeling of like, it was a moment of kind of realizing like, oh, I've, I've like invested a lot into this craft. Like I've, I've done a lot of work in this craft and like, I have, like, it kind of was a moment of, like, I could stand in my own kind of, like, talent and power and, like, mm. acknowledge that, like, I've done a lot leading up to this moment and I have a lot of capacity to do this. And I think I can ease off a bit yeah. and trust myself. Right. Oh, snaps. On the coattails, on the coattails of trusting myself more as a person and leaving space for worry versus being embroiled in worry. Oh my gosh, snaps. Bringing, yep. that, bringing that to... Embroiled in worry, that just hit. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, my therapist, is all, it's all my wonderful therapist. But, but bringing that to processes. And like, I think it was really helpful for me with Edmund as well, because it was, you know, biting off this huge task. And kind of finding the ease and like you know i did dip it a bit into sense memory especially when it comes to like a lot of the intoxication and stuff sense memory for that right. new versions of processes for this for this aspect this thing whatever mm -hmm. and then coming back to jacob and being like oh my gosh this laissez-faire dude and the funny thing about the second time around the process was it was just pure gratitude I mean, there were definitely moments right after Prodigal when Prodigal closed where I was like, I want to get back into the muck. I want to yeah. get back into the muck. Come on, come on. And then I was like, wait a minute. I just get to enjoy this room with these people, this director, this support, creative people as well, this script. Like I just kind of got to take a moment to realize I was very lucky to be in that room and to just be able yeah. to take that space and to find that presence and to also when i was doing seagull and prodigal is there was a decent chunk where i was i would rehearse during the day and then run out of the door and hop on the streetcar and go to nice. crows and then do yeah. prodigal which was like very tough <laughs> it, was, it was quite the task yeah. but like it was a joy because jacob was just such a different energy and vibe and pace and i remember kind of with this ease whatever kind of offering weird things doing weird things that doing probably too much and then daniel one day being like you know i'm letting you play but i think i just like the version where he's just nothing it's <laughs> <was> like okay <laughs> so i love then, that he's like we... you're you can be in the playground but like you gotta come home one of these <laughs> yeah yeah he's like oh, you can have fun for sure but we had a thing and i liked it yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. like yeah i know you're right we did build a thing together because it was the the driving thing with Jacob is that he doesn't have problems. Like he doesn't have a lot of problems. And if he does have problems, I couldn't find really too many problems besides like a hangover. But <laughs> they don't exist in the play. Like we don't see them. He's working on this beautiful estate. He gets to work in nature every day. I don't think, I, I think he did a lot of, I think he probably smoked a lot of pot. He smoked weed. No one knew. Because yeah. everyone's just so lost in their own mm -hmm. drama. So he could just go for like a swim. Yeah. And it's like, he, like, he was also a lesson in gratitude as well. Because he's just like, like, cool. Like, what a cool life I get to live. And yeah, like, yeah, in the yeah. middle of a Chekhov play. And then you know, the amazing thing was the, these extra offers that Daniel brought in. And then encouraged me to bring as well. 
of like the leaf blower and the phone announcement was was he was like oh we don't have a phone announcement dang can you should make something up and i was like oh okay came up with a bunch of random things just on the spot because it was during q to q during tech he was like can you think of something right now and just do something and i was like okay there was one i had tape for some reason at some point and i just taped my phone up he was like eh. and then i like pretended to jump on it and eh. then just gonna throw it he's like nah. and then i was i just turned it off and was like oh and he's like yes <laughs> it's it funny. Was so but like, good. it's funny but like so then i realized what i was actually doing i kind of i kind of wandered into a clown performance but mm-hmm. this clown like there wasn't like the mischievous kind of game of the clown it was more like it's just kind of like this step back kind of clown but just still presence yeah so then it became a, a, a like a like an exercise in just presence uh-huh. just being present because then also i had very a, a couple of really advantageous crosses and moments where i could be back i was backstage a couple times and our sm team they were like dan it, the the, co- the cupboard door is opening it can't be open you have to close it i'm like okay <laughs> <So> just <laughs> make a cross and like in my cross i'd just be like Blunk. and then yes. being like random little things or whatever it's so it's funny. It kind of it reminds me of too, like in like Shakespeare plays. Like to me, yeah. the clown. I mean, and this isn't like I'm not like rewiring Shakespeare by saying what yeah. I'm about to say, but like the clowns are like the all-knowing characters a lot yeah, of the time, yeah. right? Like they're the they ones have the most freedom. They have the freedom. Exactly. They flirt with yeah. like prose poetry. They do whatever they yes. want. They know they're smarter than yeah other people in a way yeah. or like they're yeah. not necessarily smarter but like they are knowing yeah yes. and it was they it's have just... this like wider perspective yeah and i feel like and... yeah the lead the leads are always like usually like i have this yeah. problem and they're like well what about the world because <laughs> they exactly yeah. and they have time to and then in like jacob's case like just yeah. take everything in and like yes. know that, and that's why, like I mentioned, like your gestures and physicality with the whole like environment, the atmosphere, like that character knew yeah. the estate and the workings of like the literal yeah. like nature around these human beings better than anyone else on any other character on that stage. And like yeah. in no words, like it was yeah. just kind of like, cool. honestly, uh, like kind of like, and I imagine like Daniel Brooks obviously with the masterful mind of his of like that to me was it was like oh my gosh this is just like also like a master class on theater on like how like there's certain characters that tell the story literally with their words but other characters that only gesture and then like some of them do both and then like the whole idea of like throwing the props against the back like harp psych i was like it was also just like staring theater in its face right and yeah you got it at least that's what i saw that was Um, yeah yeah, because it's such a play about like it's about life and death but it's also about theater people and kind of the the mad bohemian nature of theater people and creative people and this like madness tunnel of anxiety and then paranoia and and imposter syndrome and fear and doubt and joy and hatred and frustration like this constant cycle and no one it's so hard to be present when you're in the midst of like a creative dream Mm -hmm. it's like meta to the max like yeah yeah literally yeah he's a writer like bemoaning his relationship with his actor mother like it's he's putting on a play that rips apart theater yeah 
Yeah. Like it's, he really became, I think Daniel kind of became a, a real Constantine mm-hmm. in his, in his, his production. It was just amazing. Yeah. Like his, yeah. all of his comments and his thoughts about life and death and especially like to be in the room with him as he knows like he's dying and Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. was very present in the process and things became like really essentialized and collaborative and important and light and thrown away and like you know it was all the contradictions of life yeah in a process like it was i think i'll still be unpacking how much that meant to me and how much that how meaningful to be a part of like his last show is and like what a huge moment that was and like also just what a huge moment was in terms of his approach of like of of Chekhov and to yeah yeah it was a very meaningful experience absolutely yeah and Mm -hmm. again it showed to and like similar to what you said with the prodigal cast like you letting us know like the amount of chemistry and tightness that was that cast like you could see yeah. that breathing in the seagull too like again it's yeah. just like so refreshing as like an actor audience member watching these things too and like you can you know when like a cast is just gelling like a cast yeah. just like gets oh gosh, each yeah. other like outside of the story as much if not more than inside because it's like yeah. look at all these machines that have just like I was going to say oiled each other up. That does not sound right. But it's like, <laughs> look at all these machines I mean, working that's a certain together. type of play, Jillian. <laughs> no, but like, but like, you've just I, seen, I, I've seen like, a couple you know, of those. But yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you can see like the, the yes, it's, no, I know these are mean. humans that like actually like work yeah. well together. And then. Listen and care and, yeah. and play and challenge. Exactly. And we had a great Palo got this from Courtney Chin Lancaster that there was, I can't remember all of it, but one good part was, oh, I wish I could remember. It was our, one of our pre-show, we would all circle up and hold hands and look at each other. It, was, it always felt meaningful. And then it would be like, okay, Jacob's got to go because then I would take my wheelbarrow and start the show. But we would, it was, it was something like these hands will hold you and you will hold these hands or like uh, um, oh, I wish I knew it but it was something like you support these people these people support you let's go out there and F them if they can't take a joke yes <laughs> great. Uh, yeah. yeah that's great that. yeah yeah I'll have to get throw, that throw it Paolo. against the wall <laughs> yeah who cares it's, just, it's a play it's play yeah it's play, play. it's Hashtag serious play. like take it seriously but play yeah listen but have fun be loose you know yeah. so totally. it was really cool i think i learned a lot from that that i'm still i'll still be unpacking stuff for a long time of what i learned and how meaningful it was for sure yeah rightfully so yeah. absolutely yeah. speaking of play and mm-hmm. staying in the realm of soul pepper yes, you are course. currently in rehearsal for the astonishing cat sandler's new oh. play wild woman which i am just I'm so excited. I'm sorry if that was it's so loud. So Just like, it literally cut out. <laughs> I oh, it, hear it. it is wild, woman. I am jazzed to see it. I just want people no, to just know. Just you were like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, sound so, barrier. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's coming to Soul Pepper this October. 
So coming up soon, 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 the cast is incredible. Like, what has that process been like? Fast and awesome. Yeah, yeah, how is it going? It's great. It's been, oh, it's been such a joy. It's so cool because, like, Kat is so, she's so down to earth and she's so direct and she's so chill, but also so not chill. (laughs) Like, so energized and invigorated and, like, full of the passion of making art all the time i don't honestly know how she sleeps i don't think she does sleep but she's just like and her mind is unbelievably fast like it's she's so smart and just moves at like a mile a minute and the way she thinks in rhythm it's been amazing so technically like on the technical side that's all been that's all been going and happening it's been really cool and amazing and then like personally we we this is another kind of workshop moment this was Last December, I jumped in. There was a long series of workshops for this Mm. with all different casts, I think, every time. And I jumped in December and had a wonderful time workshopping this, like just reading it, giving thoughts, giving ideas with another group of incredible actors. And then was lucky enough for Kat to be like, I want you to be in it. God, yes, of course. And then doing several workshops with the cast that we have now, like equally incredible jaw-dropping people. I'm um, just like mm-hmm. gooped every time we read it. And it was so nice too, because I think it's half like, you know, the people that Kat picked, Kat and probably Luke and whoever else picked, Luke Reese, who's associate directing. Mm-hmm. And the way that, that we all gel together and have... A, an almost immediate support as well and care for each other because the play also deals with a lot of really intense subject matter and like hyper cruelty that is kind of in its context sort of glossed over because it's 1530s France. So they're like, it's such a different context than 2023. But from a 2023 lens, it's just the, the way these things, the way this, you know, the trauma and the ways that these, I've lost my train of thought, but the way that things are, are brought through from this ancient, uh, ancient, from this past time to now. Uh, none of that made sense. But anyway. It's, no, no, I know it, what you're saying. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? There were very so, different times. <laughs> yeah, it's so different times. It's That's what I mean. It, it's very different times, very intense. You know, human life was valued in a very different way. And uh, mm-hmm broad spectrum of people were very much not valued at all and not as humans and so the the care i i think that has come with the cast has been twofold of like of we are professionals and care about each other in the process and also in the specific subject matter there is more care needed i think mm-hmm. and and it's there which is really lovely cool. and then cat brings this like excitement this casual it's it's so funny because i'm just contradicting myself non-stop but it's cat it's a casual in the way of like we're friends here we're good let's have fun let's jump in but the excitement of just getting to pick apart this play and work on it because it's also a new play so it's also very much in process and so things are changing almost constantly and cat will for the first week we were all on our laptops on our on a live google doc with the play 
reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it, as Kat is editing it almost literally while we're reading, we'll edit lines as we're reading them. It's like, it's just amazing to watch how quickly her mind works. Right. Yeah. So it's been a blast, a, a rocket ship blasting off into space. We just stumbled through the first 20 pages today, which is wild oh. because it's day, I don't know, 10. Uh, no, what am I saying? Day seven. Mm. We've just got on our feet. We just got on our feet on Tuesday, yesterday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. Mm. And it is just so fun. Also, because it's cat. Like, not only is it intense and and dark and twisted, it's absolutely hilarious and it's so stupid it's like the stupidest clown but like but in the darkest situation it's just uh, it's so good and i've been a huge fan of cats for a long time Mm -hmm. to finally be in a room with her and to work with her it's just a blast it's been so much fun i i I can't i leave these room i leave these days exhausted and so full and so overjoyed okay. to go back tomorrow i feel very lucky it's been a yeah. re- it's been a real blast and i think it'll be a, i think it'll be a really cool show i think it'll be really fun yeah yeah i'm this so so this triangle of women anyway i won't spoil yeah, yeah, anything yeah. the no, center yeah, yeah. triangle of women and it's just awesome it's rose napoli and rosemary dunsmore and gabriella sundar singh yeah. and it's just so cool like the lovely way humans. yeah lovely humans and like mm-hmm. they're just the most talented people and to go yeah. from like the first week, we're like, we're all kind of writers, we're kind of collaborators. And talk about the process for acting. The challenge for an actor, especially, I'm not a huge writer. I've written like a little bit. I think I'm very slow into the process of becoming a writer if I want to write, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like, honestly, I'm more drawn to like writing like fantasy, like fanfic, but mm-hmm. <laughs> to be challenged with the task of, okay, so this is your character. So what do you say this? Like, does that feel weird? Does this feel moment feel weird? Like, would this come right. sooner? Would you say this then? You have to, the challenge of it is really that I have to sink into this guy and really immediately try to understand him and also listen to my instincts about him, which I think is a part of me that has become more open now in terms of hearing those instincts and listening to them and not second guessing them or doubting them or shutting them away because. No, it's probably wrong. It's probably wrong. I, I shouldn't offer that. It's probably wrong. Right, 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 right. Who cares? It's rehearsal. Throw everything against the wall. See what sticks. I thought of it during the academy. I had a little moment of like, oh, maybe this is rehearsal. Where rehearsal is you're presented with a block and you're just hammering and chiseling every thing away until finally you're left with whatever the sculpture inside was. Yeah. And if you don't chisel, if you don't make that chisel, then you won't know, oh, yeah, that was all BS. And now it's all right. That needed to fall away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needed to fall away. I was always so afraid I wanted to be like, like SpongeBob, one dink, and then it, the yeah, statue's just ready. there. Okay, yeah. yeah, I got it. It's good. It's good. And you know, even if you hit the nose and the nose comes off, and you're like, but that was the nose. Yeah. It's like, it looks like it's just a smaller sculpture. It's still in yeah. there. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's been cool in the collaborative way that it's shaken out and the way that Cat is so collaborative. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you chiseled at something like just there because I'm experiencing that as well. Like I was like such a perfectionist performer and like 
I'm, I am allowing my, like, I find the beauty now is in the imperfection, but it's like Mm -hmm. so hard to, like you said, to like turn away from the one hit and there's the sculpture. Yeah. Like, but being around and surrounded by other like collaborators and being in spaces where there is that like encouragement of just play, just throw it at the wall is like. Definitely. Yeah. Is where the, when you're in, where the money is. Yeah. When you're <laughs> in a room, sorry to cut you off, when you're in a room oh, yeah. where you can really fall on your face and look silly and be dumb, I just feel like, I just think that every, no no process suffers from that. It, that level of trust and support in a community setting like that. Yeah. It's just where the good stuff is, you know? Absolutely. Especially the because good stuff is like. In the mess the like smart actors or creators are going to have this like imposter syndrome, doubtful thing cooking in the back of their brain anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the more encouragement of just like turn that down, put that on a simmer or take it totally off the stove and just do like, I like can't the amount of directors that have just been like, just play or stop trying so hard. And then the minute I do that, I'm like, Oh, right. That's what it is. Yep. There it is. Sometimes you need the reminder. I think the reminder is great. And the reminder is important. And also a big, a big thing. I relearned another reminder this year was everyone has that. I think everyone has that. I think if you don't have that, Either you're a superhero or maybe something wasn't connected in your brain. Like there's just one <laughs> one connection missing. Like that that the Alex Honnold, uh, rock climber guy, who did like the giant free solo climb where he had no ropes at all. Right. And they like, did a brain scan in his brain and he just doesn't feel fear. Yeah. Like that part you got so long. It that, just that stopped. Checks. It just stopped firing. And he's like, oh, 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 cool. Yeah. It's like, but everyone has it. Like mm-hmm. to hear an actor like Nancy Park be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a mess. And I'm like, you might be the greatest Toronto actor I've ever seen on stage. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? And to realize that these things don't go away, uh, no. you know, I and, don't and think I, you just like develop a, a creative bravery to face them or to, you know, weather the storm or to find a little space in your brain where that voice can be yeah. heard and okay i hear you great i appreciate you trying to help me but i don't need you right now i can take this whatever it is you know and like at the end of the day i've, I've always said this on even on the show so much too but like we're humans before we're the artist yeah like i mean like we're always going to be artists but like just from a sheer like biological psychological aspect and like we are still humans going on this journey of life and like the experience the life experiences we have the ups and downs the nooks and crannies of like our body our psyche as a human Mm -hmm. like but our job is our body and our psyche as the human like our artistic instrument is that so it's like it's so difficult Yeah. And it's so funny, like even just thinking like right before the pandemic, like I feel like I was about a year and a half out of theater school. I was like exponentially kind of making my way or whatever and building that confidence and figuring out. And then the pandemic happened. And then like coming back into the sphere of the industry and being like the imposter syndrome was what? 
wild. Yeah, of course. And like I, I was still, and I still am kind of like climbing, making my way downtown. But like, it's, yeah, <laughs> walking fast in the yeah. zone bound. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just, it just goes, like, I feel like that's never going to go away. It's kind of like, I'm like, oh, this is why I'm feeling this. And like, no, 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 I'm still feeling it. What we're like three years out of the start of the pandemic, which is wild to me because these past three years yeah. have felt like five years and also five days. Oh, at least, what is life? At least, yeah. Um, yesterday, but also today. But it's such a good point, though, because I think it's an amazing point, especially when you get to be, when you're able to do a work that is like, very intense. I mean, any honestly, any work, but when it's the really intense stuff, or like the very vulnerable things, your like our psych, like our psyche wants to protect us. Mm-hmm. It's gonna feel bad. Like this acting doesn't always feel good, if ever yeah. <laughs> feels good, right? And it it it, it makes <laughs> sense because it's a part of your brain that's trying to protect you from this stuff. Because yeah. like your body doesn't know. It's so it's great that you say that because it's true. It's like our body and our voice and our psyche and our mind and our appearance. It's all a part of this job. Like it's put in display in the front of this job. It's a very vulnerable job. And you're gonna, without even knowing it, like accidentally develop things that are gonna take you a bit out of the work to protect you. Yep. And the difficult work of giving that that protection thing that we all have like you said the biology the lizard brain the mm-hmm. danger of the water and hole danger of the water and hole don't do that don't do that don't do that yeah don't look dumb don't get rejected whatever finding like the compassion and the way whatever it is to give that voice a break or to do the thing and and then be like look we're fine we're alive it's okay like it, yeah. it it's a new i think it's a new yeah. Battle every time you come up oh my God. against Absolutely. it. You know? It's always like, it's always like, okay, is this a moment where I'm like the little birdie who just got its feathers and is like mm. launching itself out of the tree to yeah, see if it can fly? Yeah. Or is this a birdie that's like, fuck this tree. I need to find another tree. Oh no, I, that was my second sparrow. You got oh, well. two. I took yours. You can't think. You t- I, I didn't know. I got one too. <laughs> I've been saying F um, and BS. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying no, you, letters, Jillian. You you had one, but I just usurped it. Um That's okay. but it's it's a classic I, thing. I it's like it. it's like, yeah, like knowing I gotta push myself into it. Or yeah. Yeah. oh no, 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 this isn't for me. It's like also just yeah. like being I like we have to be hyper aware of ourselves yes. like Super all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. and like to our body, to our brain, like so Yeah. And finding How? ways out yeah. of it, finding yeah. rituals. That's what was a big thing for prodigal, finding a ritual out of it, letting yeah. go of things, uh, letting go of auditions, self-tapes. Like you do a self-tape, you do an audition, figure something out to get out of it, especially yeah. if you really get invested in it. Because I still like, it's so hard for me to not care about auditions. So yeah. sometimes I'll like whatever notes I had, whatever, I'll rip it up. Or I'll mm, buy myself mm. chocolate bar or I'll yeah. do a workout or, you know, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it needs to be. It's just something to step out or like change out the clothes and like put the clothes in the laundry or whatever mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. that can be your actor's secret. But like to step away from the thing, yeah. to put it away, to yeah. give yourself a life outside of it, because your brain will still be cooking. Like it'll still be cooking yeah, yeah, on yeah. it yeah. regardless. But like you say, the more one, and I, I think this is maybe what happened. The more I've developed this ability to listen to what's going on in myself, mm-hmm. bodily, 
from when you don't understand it intellectually, what's happening intellectually, the better my practice in acting has become. And the, I feel the safer I am in my own right. practice because I can right. listen to things and say, no, I, I don't want to do this. I can't do this scene. I think we need to rewrite it. I, or like, that's a bit, I mean, no, that is a good one. Like, you know, I just, I don't vibe with this material. Like something yeah. is going against my politics, my beliefs, whatever, or this is scary and I need to tell everyone it's scary and I need a little bit more support for this because I have to do a really intense, vulnerable thing. Right. Whatever it is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at us. We're unpacking it all. We're leaving it all on the table. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So great. We will definitely post info about Wild Woman in the yeah. chat below on YouTube definitely. and also on our pages and stuff because that's going to be amazing. I know Ryan and I yeah. already purchased our tickets. I am going to be doing a contract up in Gravenhurst for like the whole month of October. So I can only oh, come. Congrats. Thank you. I can only come the first preview. So it better that's be great. Yeah. It'll be something, Jill. You will see a version that I think no one else will see, which I is love pretty that, magical, though. especially yeah. when you play. Like, yeah. You'll see like I'm literally in attempt. the playground. Yeah. 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 So mm. we're really looking forward to that. So all info awesome, will post awesome. below. So yeah. So a couple strokes back, you were mm. saying that theater, like you took you a while to like go like plant your seeds in theater because you've mm. also done a lot of work in maybe not because, but you've also done a lot of work in film and TV as well. So like Decent, tell yeah, us about that side of your craft. Well, um, that is inside is it, 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 i've i think i've spent so much time on stage and in theater land that i think the film side is something that i'm still discovering you know I, i've always had a on and off relationship with like film classes and stuff because i do feel like there's there can be a lot of maybe uh, i think questionable dogmatic approaches to film acting where it's like mm. this is it if you don't do it like this what are you doing or like this is my version or whatever mm -hmm. i guess there's also versions of that like schools of thought and theater practice and whatnot but i've just it's been a it's been a bit of a mystery you know it, i've mm -hmm. been very very lucky i do and, know yeah <laughs> yeah you know i know you know yeah <laughs> i've been very lucky to have had some really cool gigs and this year I had a I had my biggest one and by far the most fun. And I don't think the cast has announced yet, but if you Google me, you can figure out what it is because some there's some leaks or wikis or whatever about it. But talk about trust and trusting yourself because it's such a different machine. Mm -hmm. the, the, I think the process is mostly the same, you know, it's just truncated in many cases and it's also more independent i find i struggle with that where this is a realization recently i i you know i talk about filling up the gas tank with theater i realized i gotta fill up the gas tank with film too mm. because film can be so much more of an immediate playground mm -hmm. which can be really scary because you know you do a whatever a bunch of self tapes you try to forget them as fast as you can and then one of them comes through if you're lucky and then you're like oh i forgot about it what <laughs> like what just happened yeah. and then now you have all this time 
from then, from the booking, from knowing that you got it to the shoot day, or maybe no time at all. Maybe it's just a day or like mm-hmm. a week or whatever. And maybe you rehearse most often, you definitely don't. And so I realized, oh, like I really wanted to develop a curiosity and a, and a, a, a practice of curiosity for myself that can fill up my own gas tank as an artist, as, a, as an actor on film hmm. uh, there was a great i love Viggo mortensen because i'm a big lord of the rings fan but he like he says like you know for me like it just starts at like from when he was the, the guy was born when i was playing and if i don't know if i haven't at least thought about his life or the life leading up to this moment he's like i don't really feel good on set i don't feel confident like i feel nervous he's like some people can just whip it out of thin air but it's like i can't do that i'm like well, that's interesting because I realized, yeah, there's, a, you know, the onus is on us as actors to really come with offers. Yeah. And then it's scary because you have this, you have the same fear that we're talking about from a rehearsal process in theater where every, you know, whatever, you're making choices in every scene, every scene you're just running or every run that you do, you're making choices. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, I'm making choices that are forever on mm-hmm. this camera, that mm-hmm. are forever on film that people can watch for so long and you want to play and offer different things for different takes because at the end of the day really being an actor i was talking to rose about this rose napoli who's mm-hmm. in wild with me and is amazing and it does a lot of film work and like especially writing writing producing and a lot of writing and stuff she was talking about how you kind of have to make the thing work the play work in a sense and the and the group work so that it can be then put into a sort of a production mode and then it works for four weeks of a run or whatever right. you know whereas in film you have all of these different elements all happening in the moment and it all just you just have to like you can just sp- spray and try as many different things as possible give options 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 because then the whole process of film goes so much further than you as an actor into the editing room and all past that. And then all of those things are just like, then it's the director and the editor and the producer, whoever else, that's when they make it work. And then Mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, now we have it. Yeah. It's so mind boggling because finding that freedom and that joy and that exploration on set Mm -hmm. in front of, a whole bunch of strangers that are probably very overworked and probably very tired, depending on when you get out of this production. Mm-hmm. They don't really care too much or they care a lot or who knows. You just are in front of a wide spectrum of people working on this set with you. And then the kicker for me is they have to be silent. They have to be as silent yeah. as possible while you're doing it. So you get absolutely no feedback in the moment. You're yeah. just there with your thoughts. So I feel like for me, it's just taking a lot of trust and curiosity and a discipline in diving into the curiosity without the structure of rehearsal, Mm -hmm. just diving in and filling up that tank to jump into it. And you know, it's also difficult with like self-tapes. You get a self-tape and then the next day you got to do it or like you three days and you're working your side job, like you're you're serving for the next two days or or you're in rehearsal for another thing and like, I don't have time to think about this other guy or this other person. Like I'm thinking about this other person and blah, blah, blah. pull them in different directions. So mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, hype, putting the curiosity into hyperdrive. Right. 
and creating a practice of curiosity and then just hoping this is all for me hoping that the technical side of it kind of works itself out and you have directors who will be like hey don't turn in this way you look dumb yeah 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 your face looks a little funny when you there's a shadow you can't see or whatever it is yeah hoping that's also kind of a leap of faith of hoping that the people around you will at least invest in their own project enough to tell you these things yes. or like you as a person and will tell you these things. Oh my God, seriously. Yeah. Again, you you're, never know. you're in, I was able to do in like my first self-tape this year. And like, there's so many things that I've, it's like, it's not PTSD, but there's so many things I'm like, oh my God, that was me. I was like sweet new baby on set. It was like for a semi-professional yes. indie film yeah. that's not out yet, but like, it was my exactly. first time on, thank you, on like a set where like there wasn't just like two people, like there was like a, a thing. Actually, yes, Chelsea Preston was my wardrobe oh. head. So, oh my God, Chelsea, thank you're amazing. Goodness, because Chelsea was my rock throughout all that. Yes. And Margaret Thompson, like, oh, shout out Margaret. to I both of them. Her. Yeah. yeah. Um, Margaret's very, so, very hi, friends. But like that exact thing happened to me where I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I'm the actor. I'm still the actor. It's still just me. But like this environment is very different from film. The like empath in me wanted to like get to know everyone's name. But then real quick, I was like, what are you doing? You don't have time. They're working and you're working. And it was like, it was the thing of like, like, (laughs) and like, you're in a small room and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going to be the set for the scene. Great. But then you're like, oh, there's eight other bodies with cameras around me doing yeah. this. It just was yeah. like, it was such, I was word vomiting my entire experience too. Like, shout out to that crew of like the whole time. I'm like, guys, I'm new at this. I'm, this, this has been amazing. Um, I don't really, I kept being like, Chelsea, is this, am I okay? Is this, and they're like, yeah, you you're, tell you're, me you're killing it. You're fine. <laughs> but like, that's awesome. That's so it's, nice to have the one set. Yeah, but it's yeah. It, there were moments where I was, yeah, like this whole idea you're saying, like curiosity and like finding and letting yourself yeah. go there. And in the and moment, play. and real quick, I was like, Jill, you know your lines. So stop thinking you nice. don't know your lines. Yeah. That's like a huge fear phobia of mine sometimes. Of course, and also, of you're not going to get feedback. So do it. Yeah. Just do it. I was like tough loving myself the whole time you kind of have to you kind of have to be your own adult you have to be your own adult like guardian in the moment and be like you can do this buddy like you got this you know these words and if you don't you'll make up something and it could be funny like it's okay yeah trust trust is tough and then my director was awesome too like he was very open to like the offers i was giving too and i think it actually was kind of like went in a different way that he was thinking but he was like like gelling with it so i was like okay cool that's a good director um yeah indie is nice for that because there are also so many different levels of film Mm -hmm. too where there is that you know there is that obviously in theater as well but like so many different levels in film like it's wild like you say the student film two people or you and your buddies the Mm -hmm. commercial one day where no one cares or not no one cares but like it's just a a, a bit more of a machine and it's wild but like day player on a big thing or or like a medium thing day player on a huge thing yeah day player in a movie with like famous people and you're just pooping your pants the whole time yeah 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 (laughs) 
or or you like you get you know you get two or three episodes on a, on a, yeah. on a thing and you get to actually make it work with an arc and then you get to hopefully yeah. this is something i've tried to like really bring in it's funny you mentioned names too because I'm, I'm like trying so hard to remember people's names and i notice it's so tough because once you it's like i have to first trust myself and give myself a little space then have the space to be like oh you're mark you're the sound guy right, or whatever right you're the sound person and and then two years later oh mark hey we work on this thing whoa whoa you remember yeah blah, blah, blah. it's just funny how the, those little things can also it, it, those can make a difference because you uh-huh. just never know who you meet but the root of that still is trust yourself make that space trust yourself yeah. make that space yeah. and then hopefully relax if you can and then yeah. every set is so different because there are some sets where i cannot for the life of me pay attention to anything but my job and some sets where i have to just stay in my lane because there's a lot of moving parts and a lot yeah. of money and if you step out that could be a weird moment mm-hmm. and then some sets like i was i did a mow just a made for tv movie and it was so fun because i got to go there for off and on like two weeks mm. which was awesome and then I got to, like, I got to be like, oh, hey, Baba, what's yeah, up, yeah, Sherry, yeah. what's up? And, like, and make a little community because I got to relax yeah. a little bit and be like, yeah, I got this. Like, I could figure this guy out. Ironically, I was playing a lawyer, like a partnered lawyer with two kids that were eight, <laughs> eight and 12. And I was, I think, 24. I was like, who do you think I am? Like, what do you mean? And they were like, we're going to yeah. shave your face. And I was like, if you shave my face. I will be the same age as my son. You can't right. do that. I that's a different. That's a different movie. Like, okay. Oh, okay. I'm so glad. I cannot do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just all different environments and uh, holding your hand, holding your own hand. Yeah. What I really things. love too is is uh, like I I have such like a a nerd like nerdy dramaturgical side of my brain and like I bring that awesome. into like every practice I do and. What I loved about that experience on set was because it was like such a quick turnaround. We only had two days of filming and we were doing all these scenes and doing them out of order. So I got to do like the puzzle work and I was like, okay, we're filming this scene here. Okay. And this meant we haven't filmed this scene yet, but I'm going to remember what I did in this scene so that, 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 and I just like made like charts. I've done like this. it just wow you went all yeah. out that's so cool well, yeah i'm well that's fantastic I you should it why not your process is your process that um, is important yeah it's important well, and, to honor whatever it needs to be and then it ended and up we ended up a space to learn yeah. it as you go because it's no one definitely knowing everything it's exactly just, exactly and then yeah. like stuff would pivot obviously like on the day i'd be like okay throw that out but then we yeah. also like the second day i think I'm also just like word vomiting about my experience in this interview. I love um, it. Don't but like it ended up our second day ended up being pushed a month because one of our crew members got COVID. So like we oh, pushed no. the process, but I was like, yeah. okay, again, it was like challenge accepted of like nice. this person, this human is only like encapsulated. And I think like the chronology of the whole piece was like maybe like a week or so. But like, but we were filming it in two days. So I was like, okay, this person's life, obviously like Jill is living a month's worth Mm -hmm. of my life, but like, Mm -hmm. I got to go back to what her, like, it was just this like detective work that like we do in theater, but a lot of the time it's like you do it. Yeah. With others and you do it more collaboratively, teamwork and table work. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you sit down with the script or whatever the process is. Yeah. Yeah. And Same. exactly. But then this is kind of like you kind of have to do your own homework. Like mm-hmm. you're not necessarily going to find that homework. Like you have to bring it there. And I was like, yeah. oh. And I, again, I had not know, like, I'm like, oh, we have, this is like, this is where the like dramaturgical nerd in me can be like full force. Like she has to be. Otherwise. It's so, great yeah. though. It's great to open up new sides of yourself to like, to, to supplement it and to help yeah. it and to open those sides up. And th- th- I think every part of yourself of oneself has so much value, especially Absolutely. when like in, the, in creativity, but in, in acting for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Again, tangents galore, but good tangents ones. Galore. Tangents galore. Coming to a theater near me. I don't know. Falling off the reins, the rails. Okay. Grabbing the reins, falling off the rails, grabbing the reins, getting us yeah, back, back in the carriage of the interview. Oh, great metaphors. Thank you. So you are an actor member. We're still in the, mm-hmm. the land of film. Yeah, um, of course. And there's a strike happening at time of yeah. recording and yeah. probably time of release. Probably, most definitely, yes. Let's talk about it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we don't have to get too yeah, deep definitely. into it. Also, I guess with time as well. But it's just, to me, it's just a hugely important thing for us right now like especially anyone who works in film and anyone hoping to work in film someday especially union film which i think you know there's a lot of great things that happen in union film it's just this is a very i feel like i think all i wanted to say was it's just it's such an important fight right now like it's yeah. and i think not only for actors but also for labor in general to see because you know there have been so many strikes like the city worker strikes in like la and like and so many companies trying to unionize Starbucks and Amazon workers trying to unionize and whatnot and this movement. And I think there's just a little more publicity around the actors and especially because it's the American actors striking and they know there's celebrities mixed in on the picket line and whatnot. So people love celebrities and celebrity culture and we'll tune into that. But the overall, the push of labor Mm -hmm. against hyper executive corporate greed and the idea of you know, this very capitalistic idea of humans being assets and not humans, and that a human life is really not more important than your bottom line. I think it's this time has really just pushed me into a more maybe socialist mindset around capitalism and around workforce and around labor and how much Mm. we as workers are not in charge of what happens with any kind of surplus when it comes to our labor and what is sold. Mm-hmm. that we help create yeah, and how that is, is so particularly also indicative. Like it's very true in the film world and with all these streaming sites and everything that the things can just be churned out and mass marketed out in the world. And I think what's scary right now is that, that this is so, you know, the fight is a little bit distant and it's in the States, but it's going to completely dictate what happens in in canadian film too because we're still so dependent on america yeah for that industry which i think ever since i was in, in theater school honestly i've craved wanting to make like some sort of a production company or studio or something just to offer up uh an answer to hollywood or something or like a, a, right. a, a an offer of like we also have a lot of incredible stories 
and there are it is like a lot of that is happening right now as well but like a lot of stories to offer and actually a lot of industry to potentially offer and 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 i think it'll just be i I think it's honestly just a fight that we have to win like it's just there's no other option you know otherwise ai movies well, and just even just tying it into like the conversation that we just had here, like the the intense mm. like tenacity and drive and vulnerability and like yeah. constantly cracking yourself open for this job and like yeah wanting to offer all of that and then just at the end of the day like to not mm. see that appreciated, respected, or monetarily like pay off. It's like almost not at all. Like it's yeah. very yeah. It's startling. It's 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 I found it to be really humbling in a sad way. Like watching I think it was Bob Iger or one of the executives be like, they're just not realistic. They're not being realistic. And it's like it's so and it was actually really when I kind of watch the things like people critiquing and talking about it and, and and thinking about it myself too it's like it's a really it's kind of dystopian and sick that this man he's like this is a reality we must all agree on and you wanting to get paid enough to you know exist uh-huh. is not a part of the reality it's wild that is yeah. a wild well and it's literally like, they're wanting to buy into seriality like they're buying yeah. into things that tangibly aren't real so it's kind of like double yeah <laughs> like it's yeah, like that yeah. doesn't make it's, any it's sense both blows at once yeah yeah, it's, yeah. True. Um, it's just it's it was sickening you know it's sickening watching someone throw yeah. down human life like that and you know it's of course examples all around the world constantly sadly mm-hmm. perpetually mm-hmm. here as well yeah and it I think the there's something, and you know, there's also some parts that I wish Actra would kind of take note of because we also have been locked out as Actra members of from the I want to say ICA, but I can't remember exactly what the acronym is, but like the whatever that letters are. But uh, mm-hmm. the advertising, so many big advertisers in Canada locking out union workers for almost two years now, at least over a year yeah. and a half. Yeah, and the difficulty. The actual the position the actress in is difficult, but I do feel like there's more. Like there's there must be more we can do. People yeah. like losing their complete livelihood, especially as actors like surviving on commercials, because a lot of people do that. A lot of people need yep. that. Yeah. And it's a very viable, it was a very viable and, and and lucrative way to support an acting life. Yeah. And necessary. Like people need to, there needs to be infrastructure so people can do the jobs that are important the irony of you know everyone turning to netflix and and entertainment while the pandemic happened and everyone realizing how important those folks who work those what were deemed you know superhero and necessary jobs and then uh, post pandemic we just completely turn our like the backs have been turned once more to the people and like those people deserve to live yeah 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 what a radical thought (laughs) Well, and I also People think living. like it's and again, it's not to be like we are superhuman, but like in a sense, like we're putting our humanity on blast, Definitely. like for yeah. these projects. And like you, like we said, like you might be doing roles where you don't feel comfortable or like roles that like, I mean, not comfortable as in like being forced to do it, but just like for sure 
sure. Like, for example, like if you don't have a substance disorder, but you're playing a character who does and like you're putting yourself in that lens and you're allowing yourself to explore. I don't mean like methody, but just like, you know, Hmm. so it's I I wrote an essay back in undergrad of like how Hmm. something like the thesis was like argue not arguing but like stating how again from like a psychological point of view how like actors emotionally Mm -hmm. are kind of like superhumans and Mm -hmm. like i used cases like heath ledger or like robin williams Mm -hmm. too of like we our minds go into caverns or do things that Mm -hmm. create great art and are fantastic but like might push too hard or mm-hmm. you know and it was also about just like it was kind of coming at it from like a mental health lens as yeah, well and like how do we talk about those things how do we prevent you know tragedies like those things happening yeah. um make support just, available like accessible. it's just kind of thinking of it from that way it's like this is a very difficult job like every job is yeah. difficult sure. but like there's some days like Doing a nine to five like cubicle job, I I that is not for me. Like I will never want to do that. It's and that has its trials and tribulations as well. But like totally. when I have, you know, a cold or like laryngitis, I'm out. Mm. Like I can't do my job. Yeah. And there's days like that yeah. that I'm like, I wouldn't mind being Betty in my cubicle right now because I can have the sniffles and still mm-hmm. get my job done. But it's like mm-hmm. this practice too can like we can get halted and then we have that baggage to kind of have to wade through as well. So yeah. I'm kind of veering away from, but basically all in all saying no, like, there's so many things that the people driving something like these strikes, like will never see into, will never understand because yeah. Yeah. they haven't walked the walk that we do. And no. I, I mean, I, they maybe they can handle it, but like something tells me they probably wouldn't be able to. So it's also no, like people no. judging a whole sect of like work that like mm-hmm. they are completely out to lunch on. It's it so just doesn't game. make sense. It's it would say it's divorce of reality. And yeah. you realize like there's no way that a job of a CEO is four thousand times more difficult than the lowest employee. Absolutely not. But yep. they get paid yep. 4,000 times the wages, in some cases, at least. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. These jobs are difficult. Our job is difficult. Yeah. Like, absolutely, we're putting ourselves on the line. And it's inconsistent, and it's insecure, and it's demanding, and it's demanding physically and mentally. And, uh, you know, the, it's sad to the, the thought of the, the thought that if all this money was maybe going to support and systems for people of all levels of this industry, mm-hmm. the quality of life that would occur out of that, Yep. you know, just as a thought exercise, like it just, it, yeah. it's just sad because you, there's such a different life. I think we could all be living. Absolutely. And I, I think we saw it like, you know, there was a glimpse of it and a moment of it speaking about it in the pandemic and stuff. And now we've, it's dark again yeah got way away from that again but maybe there's a fight you know i think what's nice to see about the strike is that there's a fight yeah towards that and all the strikes happening but yeah 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 there's a fight there's a hunger 
Yeah, things have changed. Things have needed to change for a long time, but things have changed. Yeah, indeed. I think, honestly, like I said, we talked about everything and anything. We unpacked, we digested. (laughs) We therapy. We therapy, we We pooped our pants. It was was great. We had our cups. (laughs) Several times, yeah. I think this is a great way to conclude our convo. This has been, like, literally astonishing. Thanks, friends, like, for coming on. It's been so fun. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to chat. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And deep diving into like all the past stuff you've done and like stuff upcoming. I know like I've, this has been amazing for me. Our listeners are going to be like, yeah. So looking forward to like beyond and the upcoming future things. So I guess, yeah. So from like a social media point of view, where can we keep up with you? I'm mainly on Instagram, a little bit on TikTok. I've divorced myself of the ex- whatever it's called is x now twitter i never had twitter actually yeah, i'm a grandma I, in a I, sense i never got it in high school and i just never picked it up it's so strange it's just, i never understood it i got on it for a second and it made no sense to me and i floundered and then i think i deleted it recently but man do so okay. someone told me yep. recently what the actual name for that is but it's just my the first letters switched right. of yeah. dan muso man do so Great. On Instagram, all one word, man do so. And on TikTok, man do so. Great. TikTok's we'll just pop, dumb. We'll pop <laughs> that. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, mainly Instagram, I think, is the only social media I'm really engaging with. Facebook is just the marketplace. I don't look at anything else on Facebook. Great. Great. Yeah. yeah. So we'll pop all those deets below. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, we'll pop Wild Woman's deets below as well. Links yeah, to get tickets. Thanks for letting me shout out Wild Woman. Of course. Yeah. Super excited. Great. So on that note, let's keep fighting the fight, doing what we do, having these conversations. Trusting ourselves. Trusting ourselves. Growing and learning. Yes. Cheers to that. My cup's empty. I think yours is too. Mine is too. That's great. I'm going to cheers in my water cup. I'll cheers in my water (laughs) bottle too. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for having me, Joe. See you next time.